Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is May the 25th, and our chapter for today is the book of Job, chapter 41. Now, the reason I put this in the 365 Bible reading plan is because the paragraph and the thought that God was giving to Job about his great creative power was not finished in verse 24 of chapter 40. That actually is one thought and one conversation that God is having with Job all the way through chapter 41. If you'll recall, the chapter headings and divisions and the verse divisions were not in the original text. Those were put in later, much later. As a matter of fact, just a few hundred years ago, I remind you that the chapter divisions came in in 1225, somewhere along there. Then the verse divisions came along 1551 in the 16th century. And so many times they hit it right on the head where there should have been a stop in a division, but other times they did not do it as well. And that's fine. That's arbitrary based upon their interpretation of Scripture. I just believe that you have one thought all the way down through verse 34 of chapter 41. That's why I've included that. But God introduces us to another great creature. In chapter 40, we were introduced to the behemoth. We still use that expression today, some massive something. We might misuse it, but that's usually the language that is used. And then the word Leviathan. This came right out of the scriptures what God talked with Job about in chapter 41. But what I want us to do is to go in to chapter 42, which is tomorrow's lesson, but I want to break it down in two different sections. You see, Job answered the Lord. He realized after all that God had said to him that he had made a bad mistake. And to Job's credit, we're going to see that when he was confronted with truth, when he was confronted with reality, when he was confronted with the presence of God, then Job did something that all of us ought to do. He immediately turned, changed his mind, and he said, God, I was wrong, and I don't want to do this anymore. Now, that is repentance. This is very important. The word metanoieo in the New Testament is even more descriptive than shuv, S-H-U-V, in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament. That's the primary word for repentance. It's the word which means a 180, an about face. And that's what it is. But in the New Testament, besides the outward appearance of a mind change, God actually inspires the word metanoieo, which means a change of mind. You see, there is no change of direction. 
that last without a thorough change of mind. And by mind, we're talking about mind, heart, the innermost being of a person. We're not talking about the organ of the brain or the blood pump or the heart, the organ. We're talking about the innermost being of a man. Sometimes in the Greek language and in the New Testament, the word splagna is used, and that is the word for the gut, the bowels. In the old King James Version, sometimes you would say bowels of mercy because that's what the text said and what that means, the innermost part of a man. And so I want you to understand that what Job did in chapter 42 is noteworthy, and he heard the word of God, the truth of God, and he responded. This brought the blessing of God upon his life. Repentance is the key to the blessing of God. You say, what about grace? Grace enables us to obey. Grace enables us to live a life of obedience because otherwise we could not do it and would not do it. And so God prompts us with truth. This is why it's so important to be continually in the word day by day. As we are exposed to truth, God brings to our mind how we need to live. And when we read truth, we hear truth and we respond to that, then we will be blessed as Job was. Now look what Job said in chapter 42. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You ask, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand. That is a tremendous word for every Bible teacher, every leader, every pastor, every Sunday school, small group leader. Therefore, I uttered what I did not understand. I believe that we need to study the Word of God until we understand, not in great detail in every aspect of something, but we need to know what the Bible says and talk about it. This idea of, well, this means this to me, and this passage speaks this to me, and I believe this is what this says. Be sure that you understand that it doesn't matter what the passage means to you or means to me. It is what does the passage mean? That's what's important. And so Job said, I have uttered things too wonderful for me, which I did not know, things too magnificent. Listen, please, and let me speak, you said. I will question you and you shall answer me. And Job heard the questions of God and God said, you answer me. Well, God again knew that Job couldn't answer, but what he was trying to do was not try to find the answer to something. He was trying to get Job to realize where he was and what he had said. He said, well, here's what I say. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Job says, now I get it. I understand what others had been talking about. Therefore, when I see you, when I hear you, when I know what you're saying, I get it. Therefore, I abhor myself. I am so sick of what I've done. I've made myself sick because I have been so arrogant. And so the Bible says that Job says, I repent in dust and ashes. I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Now, dust and ashes is a term that's used to describe an expression of repentance in the ancient world. 
you would sit in dust and ashes and throw them up in the air and they would fall on you. In other words, you are saying, I have messed up. I'm hurting. I'm grieving. I am filled with sorrow. It could be because you've lost someone out of grief, or it could be that you've grieved your own self because of your lack of understanding or something that you did. And that's the situation with Job. And so it was, this is verse seven, after the Lord had spoken these things to Job, these words, and Job responded that the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, my wrath is aroused against you and your two friends. For you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. He said, look, Job was under deep trial and testing and affliction and temptation, but you came in and you thought you knew more than he did, and you thought in reality you knew more than I did because you started telling him things about me and saying things about me that you don't know that are not right. He said, you have not spoken of me what is right. This is what God says, as my servant Job has. Now, therefore, take for yourselves seven bulls, seven rams, and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves burnt offerings, and my servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept him. I will accept him, not you. I will accept him. And if he prays for you, then and only then will I work in your life. For I will accept him lest I deal with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Second time he did it. Second time he said it. The second time he emphasized it. You see, these friends had been acting like that they knew more than Job, but also implied they knew more than God, and they knew the heart of God and what God was doing. We need to be careful about what we say, God said to me, or I know this, that I know what's in your heart. No, we don't know what's in anyone else's heart, and the Bible says our own heart is so desperately wicked, who can know it? That's including us. I hear people say all the time, well, if I know my heart, stop, you don't. You don't know your heart. Your heart is wicked. It's vile. Outside of Jesus Christ, you are a sinner and capable of being led astray at any level. You say, well, I would do this, but I would never do that. The moment you say that, a bullseye is on your life. These friends of Job showed that they didn't know what they were talking about and that they were immature, that they were not good friends, but they were there in the end to let Job know just how wicked he was and how righteous they were because they were not being afflicted as Job. We need to be careful, very cautious when someone is suffering that we don't always equate that with some sin that they have done. Well, I bet God's trying to get their attention. I bet they. Remember, no one wonders well. And I'm talking about W-O-N-D-R. When you start saying, I wonder if, you follow it very quickly with, and I'll bet they, or something to that effect, because you start drawing conclusions about what you don't know about. Now, I'm saying this for all of us because this is rampant in the church of Jesus. You have all kinds of people who think they know more than God. And anytime someone says, well, so-and-so is really suffering. Well, I hope they wake up. I hope they do this. Listen, that's God's business. I understand what you're saying, but we need to be careful that we don't do as Job's friends and cross the line. 
Every time somebody is suffering, it's not because that they have necessarily done anything wrong or that God is punishing them. Sometimes God may be doing what he did with Job. Is he allowed to do that? Yes. For after all, if we belong to Jesus, if we belong to God, he can do anything he wants to. As a matter of fact, he can do anything he wants to to anyone because he is God and God is trustworthy. You can count on him. Now, in tomorrow's podcast, I'm going to deal with Job's prayer for his friends. And I want to talk to you about praying for your friends and your enemy and how God will take that and work in their life and in yours. But for now, this is Tony Chris for On The Way. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Chris. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.